Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort PGA Championship wrapped up yesterday, Jim. And unfortunately, uh, maybe a little error in a club selection uh, by Victor Hovland on 16. At that point, it was pretty much over after he buried that fairway bunker shot into the facing uh, of the grass bunker right in front of him. Did you think maybe a little more conservative player or, or was it just a miss hit? Well, you know, it's funny because Corey Connors did the same thing. You're talking about Corey Connors and Victor Hovland, two of the greatest ball strikers on tour, both made the same mistake with, to me, I mean, they're looking at like a short to mid iron with a a fairly low uh, obstacle. I'm shocked that those two players hit these identical shots from exactly the lie. I'm wondering if there's just something funky about it, whether there was just a spot of really soft, uh, sand, whether the the footing was worse than it appears. There's just no reason for either of those players to make that mistake. It took them both out of contention. Yep. Uh, so I, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I almost feel like it's the rub of the green. Now, Kepka might have won anyway, of course. He was yep. in the lead. But that really ended the tournament. And <clears throat> and I, I cannot figure out. I mean, they should have been able to execute that shot. It just wasn't as hard a shot as it turned out to be. A nine iron, they said Hovland had yeah. in his hands, 172 yards. And it came off, like you said, really low and just buried into the face. He actually got a pretty good break because they deemed it out of the bunker. It wasn't out by much. So then it was right. a free drop on a plugged lie. It easily could have been, you know, a penalty shot uh, to take his drop as well. Fortunately for him, it wasn't. Didn't make any difference in the end. No, it didn't. And, I mean, and these guys... Uh, they hit the ball so flush, they get it up so quickly. A nine iron should have cleared that thing by feet, yeah. and instead, it didn't come close to getting out. That's again. That's why I think there's something, something really weird about that spot. Now, flip side of that, Kepka had a three or four holes yesterday where he, he could have turned into a double bogey. He could have gotten himself in trouble. He could have put himself in some great stress, and he just handled it really professionally. Uh, you know, he sprayed the ball to the right a couple times. He just either accepted an easy bogey or saved par. Uh, He played brilliantly. Yeah. Kepka's tough. I mean, he's as tough mentally, it seems, even after, you know, uh, coughing up the lead at the Masters a month ago, he he turned the page on it, and and he wasn't about to do that again this tournament. Yes, and and we also have to remind ourselves, we we get drawn into these epic showdowns like Rahm and Kepka, Hovland and and Kepka and, you know, Tiger back in the day, whatever, Nicholas back in the day. We always have to remind ourselves, in golf especially, uh, there's just no shame in finishing second. Right. Jack, Jack Nicklaus finished second more than anybody. Tiger Woods finished second. Why Yang, for God's sake. Um, it, it, it's a, just a different game. You can, you know, one, hey, one, one bad swing, one bad break can cost you a championship. It doesn't mean you didn't play well. It doesn't mean you're not going to win the next time out. I and uh, you know the the so Hovland has been there. I think that's three top ten majors finishes uh, right in a row for him. He looks like the next guy that maybe could break out and and uh, start winning a bunch of events. Still a young guy, of course. Went to I think Oklahoma State, where so many yep. of the good young players today have come out of. Uh, great ball striker. He has definitely improved his chipping and his putting. He made some clutch putts yesterday. Uh, seemed to handle his nerves well. I was impressed overall. He might be the next guy to break through. Of course, we, you know, the, the funny thing about golf, we said that about Lee Westwood and Colin Montgomery and Xander Shoffley, and there's so many of them who play well. You know, Ricky Fowler, 
we say that so often about so many of these guys, but there is something different. There's there is a dividing line between winning and just putting yeah. yourself in contention, and some of these guys never break through. Will Zalatoris, another one of those. Unfortunately for him, it's been about injuries uh, recently, yeah. I think, to his wrist or whatever it is. I hope he gets healthy. He seemed to be another guy who was maybe the, the next breakout star. Uh, and Scotty Scheffler, of course, right there uh, at the end. You know, he, he didn't contend necessarily to win it, but, boy, Scheffler uh, right there, except for Saturday, he struggled in the rain, uh, as as many guys did outside of, you know, Kepka and a couple of others. But, you know, Masters and here, I believe if he putts well, he wins both tournaments. Yeah, His putter has let him down. And they said he had corrected something that he found in stroke at the Masters where he's like standing close, too close to the ball, something like that. Mm. But he missed a lot of makeable putts yesterday. Uh, his ball striking is going to give him a chance to win a lot of majors. But uh, you, you, you fail to win two majors because of your putter, something's wrong and he better fix it. Where do you think in the end they're going to come down uh, this year on Live Tour players and the Ryder Cup? I think Kepka's second in points or third right now. I don't. I can't tell you. My guess is that they will allow them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the fact that they're playing in majors, that one just won a major, that things seem to be a little less frosty between the two sides. Um, you know, I really think if the PGA tour players were upset about uh, them accepting Saudi money, Saudi blood money, that it would be a more lasting issue. If it's just, oh, you went off and started your own tour and we're mad about it, that's a little bit easier to get over. With, over. And as we saw at the Masters, we saw over this weekend, you know, there are a few people who pop off, but it's just not like it's not like it's an issue on the course. I mean, these people all yeah. live in Jupiter, Florida next to each other. Yeah, right. And, you know, Rory, who kind of was carrying the banner of, uh, you know, stick with a PGA Tour, don't go uh, live, he, he's even kind of softened his stance a little bit. Well, and I think what he has realized is uh, he's still in his prime. He could still has a chance to win majors. And if he wins majors, he's going to have one of the greatest careers of all time. And he, I just think he realizes that to spend his time – being a campaign manager for the VGA Tour, even though I think it's admirable, yep. even, though, even though I think he's good at it, it's probably not benefiting his playing. So I think he's he's I think what he's doing is saying, okay, I feel the same way I always felt, but I'm going to just be a golfer here for a while and see what happens. Yeah, and he did play better uh, in this event. Uh, what I think he wanted what T seven or something like that. So. Yep. He made a charge uh, on the weekend as well. Anyway, entertaining golf. And then, of course, the Michael Block story, uh, the the feel-good story that just kept on giving, like flying in a hole-in-one yesterday. Incredible. Uh, He said he had never before made a hole-in-one in in competition. He makes one on the back nine on Sunday in the PGA to ensure that he will get to play in another PGA. So his play was spectacular. Uh, Also the fact that he handled everything so beautifully. I mean, it you know, he... He had the perfect personality and outlook. I'm going to enjoy this. This might be the greatest week of my life. I'm going to do every interview. I'm going to slap every hand. I'm going to get along with my playing partners. Uh, It it was wonderful to see. To me, it was, you know, listen, Brooks Koepka is doing five five majors. That's history, right? I mean, that's there's not many at one five. So, of course, that's the story of the PGA. But the the feel-good story, the endearing story of the PGA was, was blocked. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, you know, I, I watched the Celtics get beat by the Heat uh, after Game 2, and I, I watched and listened to Jason Tatum speak 
afterward. And right then, I thought to myself, this is over. He, he looks completely defeated. Uh, just th- his whole body language, demeanor, how he was speaking. And then they all rolled over and played dead in game three. Yep. And uh, nobody comes back from down 3-0 in the conference nope. finals. It doesn't happen. So the both series are over. The question is whether either of the losing teams will, will salvage a game or two. Um, this is, you know, this is the essence of coaching. The Heat know exactly what they want to do. They know exactly what their roles are. They know, and when you have certainty in your preparation, certainty in your assignments, uh, trust in your teammates and your system, you can play really hard and, and you can attack. The Celtics are constantly looking around trying to figure out, okay, well, is that my guy? Is that your guy? Okay, what are we doing here? I mean, it, and it, you know, a lot of times in sports analysis, we like to say, okay, these, these guys are playing like dogs. These guys aren't giving an effort. These guys want to win a championship. Uh, they, you know, Jason Tatum, I've seen him at the Olympics. He plays great. Uh, they aren't sure what to do. You cannot play hard when you're not sure what, which – you can't run hard unless you know what direction to run it. Yeah. Yeah, So and Spolster outcoaches – you know, everybody this side of Greg Popovich, Spolstra, uh, outcoaches him during the game and getting his guys ready to play. He's he's as good a coach as it comes. Uh, he's he's phenomenal. He really is. And that organization, they know exactly what kind of player they want. Uh, Butler is perfect for them because he's a great two-way player. He's clutch, but also shares the ball, plays hard all the time. Uh, they have your classic 3 and D players. Uh, Bama out of bio has turned into a, a real force inside. Uh, and, you know, between Patrick Riley, Spolstra, and the kind of players they bring in, they're just never, even when they're not good, they're hard to play against. When the Knicks were eliminated, Stephen A. Smith said on the postgame show, let's trade for Carl Anthony Towns because he's a big Knicks fan. I've seen a couple of other things. Do you buy into that at all? Is Towns anywhere near the trading block for the Timberwolves? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If Somebody made the Timberwolves an incredible offer for Carl Anthony Towns. Would they consider it? Yes. Mm. Uh, are they going to get? Are they going to get the kind of offer that would lead them to trade Towns at this moment? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, so and and listen, um, their last, you know, when Towns was playing toward the end there, they gave the Nuggets a heck of the last three games of that series. Mm-hmm. They won one of those games. They almost tied another at the buzzer. They put up a fight, and now you see the Nuggets destroying the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played a, a play-in game at Los Angeles and destroyed the Lakers for three quarters before they got tired and the Lakers came back. I, I want to see what this group can do together when they're all healthy, when they have Mike Connolly running point, when they've had a, a full offseason together. Now, again, you can't predict the future. If somebody offers 18 first-round picks for Carl Anthony Towns, they'll take it, but I just don't see that happening. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.